February 12, 2019. What do you know? What do you say? Driving with me in my car out in Riverhead, New York, freezing my ass off. It's like 10 degrees outside. What a disaster living in New York at this time of year. 12 degrees outside. But the good news is it's a football weekend. And this isn't the football weekend breakdown where we're going to pick. That's going to come up, picking with the spreads, the four games in the divisional round. But we will talk football as I needed a few days for the Adam Gase as the Jets head coach to settle in. I needed a few days because those first 24 hours, I was fuming. I mean, this has been talked about now in these last few days as we sit here on a Saturday at 11.26 a.m. This has been talked about, you know, A through Z, backwards and forwards, through everybody here in the New York media. As Adam Gase gets hired by the New York Jets, instead of Mike McCarthy, that 90% of the fan base wanted McCarthy over Gase. And let's just rewind real quick. We're not going to beat a dead horse. But what I have a problem with is the sales pitch by the Jets organization and the Johnson family. That's what I have a problem with. And let me explain. Because you're either buying or you're selling when it comes to this sales pitch. Because once they hired Adam Gase, the sales pitch was he's a quarterback whisperer. We're doing this for Sam Darnold, and his reputation with young quarterbacks is amazing. So that's the sales pitch right away. That's what you heard seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, whatever it may be, seconds after the Jets hired Adam Gase instead of Mike McCarthy. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, timeout. Now you hear from the Jets, they weren't ever serious on Bruce Arians. It's more about giving up control to Mike McCagden. So there's a lot of other things now that have come out since the hiring of Adam Case. But what I could not buy, and I still am not buying, I am selling on this idea that the Jets want to jam down our throat as Jet fans, that Adam Gase has worked with young quarterbacks and has been successful. Time out. I don't care when he was a quarterback's coach. I don't care when Nick Saban brought him along and followed him and brought him with him to LSU and, all, and everything else. I don't care about that. I want to know what Adam Gase has done from the moment that play sheet went in his hand, and that brings us to the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, because Adam Gase is John Fox's boy. So John Fox, when he became head coach of the Chicago Bears a few years back, brings Gase along with him to be the offensive coordinator. Adam Gase that year worked with a man by the name of Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. And not a rookie Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, Chicago Bears version of Jay Cutler. For one year. That year, the Chicago Bears offense was ranked 18th. Okay, let that sink in. So that's what we're going to start with. We're going to start with this year, the Bears, I believe it was 2015, okay, uh, and away you go. Sorry, 2012. Then I believe it was 13, 14, he goes to the Broncos, and he makes his bones as the Broncos OC, working with a man by the name of Peyton Manning, who was 35 years old at the time, not a young quarterback. So we have the play sheet in Adam Gase's hand, his offensive philosophy as the OC, and it starts in Chicago under the likes of John Fox working with a middle-aged Jay Cutler. 
middle-aged as far as football terms go. Not a rookie Jay Cutler, middle-aged Jay Cutler. Then he works with a, with a 35-year-old Peyton Manning. Well, let's face it, Peyton Manning was the offensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos when Peyton Manning was the quarterback, not Adam Gates. So, again, I can't buy the idea that he worked with a young quarterback in Chicago. I can't buy the idea that he worked with a young quarterback in Denver. He goes to Miami, makes his bones, and gets a reputation for working with Peyton Manning. And that one year where the Broncos shattered every, you know, offensive statistic with Emmanuel Sanders and young Demarius Thomas, remember that was the year they went far and, and everything else. And because of that year, he gets the head coach of the Dolphins, where he then works for the likes of Tannehill year one. Tannehill then gets hurt. They bring in Cutler his old boy from Chicago, and the likes of Matt Moore and stuff like that. And then again, then this final year, his third year in Miami. As a head coach under 500 record, and in those years I just described, never did he work with a rookie quarterback. So, a lot of people not going back to that. See, when things like this happen in New York, as great of a media and as many media people we have sticking microphones in people's faces, they don't go back to actually break this down logically, and it starts with that Chicago Bears year, where his offense was 18th in the league. But he's supposed to be great with quarterbacks. I mean, we're, hey, we're going to see Jay Cutler, Ryan Tannehill, and Peyton Manning. I take the Peyton Manning stuff and I throw it out the window. Peyton Manning was the offense coordinator, like I just said, of the Denver Broncos back then. Vaining Gase learned from him, not the other way around. So I'm not buying the idea that he's worked with young quarterbacks. Now you had out there Bruce Arians, who obviously the Jets were never seriously considering. Bruce Arians, who worked with a young Peyton Manning, since we're speaking of Peyton Manning, who worked with a young Ben Roethlisberger, and who worked with an older and aging Carson Palmer and the revolving door that he had in Arizona in the quarterback position. Bruce Arians, who was never really a serious thought, and also Bruce Arians didn't want to come to the Jets. But we know how this goes. Money talks. Money talks. So Bruce Arians then goes to Tampa Bay. And, of course, who does he take with him? Todd the Turd as his defensive coordinator. See how it's all shaking out? Bruce Arians, Bowles gets to work with Arians again, just like they did in Arizona where they had some success. Bowles is happy, Arians is happy, and the Jets, at that point, was still searching. So they bring in McCarthy. Well, McCarthy worked with a Brett Favre and a young Aaron Rodgers. But we don't want him because he wants too much control, and we want to give the roster to McCagnin, which I'm going to talk about in just a few seconds. So because of that, we don't hire McCarthy because we're going with McCagnin's decisions over McCarthy. And that left us with Rule or Gase. And now if you believe the things about Rule, who has an incredible reputation in college, an incredible reputation, Rule has a better reputation as a head coach in college than Gase does in the pros. But if you believe the reports from Rule, is that they wanted him to choose his assistants from a list that the Jets were providing. And Rule, like any good head coach who's worth their weight in gold, Rule said, it's my staff, I need to pick my staff, I need to know the guys that I have working with me, 
that they fit what we are trying to do here. And I don't care what sport you have it, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, the head coach needs to pick his staff, period, done, end of story. End of story. So Rule didn't like, if you believe the reports again, Rule did not like the Jets were force-feeding him assistance, so he decided, I'll see you later. Gase had no problem with that, because remember, Gase did not get fired from Miami. Miami wanted Gase to get rid of some of his assistants. Miami wanted to do what the Jets are trying to do and jam assistants down Gase's throat. Gase said, no, see you later. The only team that was interested in Gase was the New York Jets. So what Gase found out is the same reason he was leaving the Dolphins, now he had no other opportunities. There was no other chance. He's 23 and 25 as a head coach. His offense, the three years in Miami, have not broken the top 20. Top 20! They're the worst offensive team this past season in Miami. His reputation is terrible for dealing with players. He doesn't relate. Everyone came out. Saw a great quote about Adam Gase today from Channing Crowder, Miami, when they talked about how Peyton Manning called the Jets to vouch for Adam Gase. And the quote was, yeah, we got the call from the ex-girlfriend also three years ago. And the ex-girlfriend, and he's talking about Peyton Manning as the ex-girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend told us, that our new girlfriend can cook. And then we had her for three years and found out she can't cook. So do you understand the analogy? Peyton Manning did the same thing for Gase in Miami and said, you need to hire this guy. He's, he's a genius. And then after a few years, they found out he was nothing. Nothing close to a genius. So all this goes through your mind and, of course, warning the likes of McCarthy. And then you get pissed as a Jeff fan because the media came out once McCarthy's name was serious and he was walking into that building. Everyone wanted to then shit on McCarthy. Oh, well, he had the best quarterback in football and he only won one Super Bowl. At least he won one. Now, you want to say Gates never had a quarterback like Rodgers? Fine. But if you think that all you need as a head coach is a good relationship with a quarterback or know how to call an offense, to win a Super Bowl, you are dead wrong. Mike McCarthy had the structure. He won one. It's not easy to win any. He won one. The great Don Shula never won a Super Bowl with the great Dan Marino. Never. Think about that. The great Don Shula has never won a Super Bowl with the great Dan Marino. Marv Levy never won a Super Bowl with Jim Kelly. Okay? Okay? Did those head coaches suck? No, they did not. They were head coaches. They knew what they were doing. They never won a Super Bowl, but now we're supposed to penalize McCarthy for only winning one with Rodgers. Are you out of your minds? But like I said, the 24-hour rule, it was done a few days ago, and now I patiently sit back and wait like many Jet fans trying to be optimistic. And here's what the Jets need to do today, and they should have done it 48 hours ago. They need to hire Greg Williams as a defensive coordinator. Thank God Vance Joseph was hired and taken away from them. Greg Williams. I've preached about this guy for years. 
Greg Williams is the defensive coordinator that you need. He's the defense coordinator that you want. And I don't want to hear or read another word about Bounty Gate. I've said it for years, and I said it when Greg Williams this year started winning with the Cleveland Browns. If you think that in NFL locker rooms, in baseball locker rooms, basketball locker rooms, every major sport, that there's not side betting going on between the players, okay, who gets the first sack of the game, the first pick of the game, the first is the first that you are absolutely wrong, you are insane, you are mistaken. That happens all day long. You want to tell me, oh, well, a coach shouldn't have done that. You know what? Greg Williams, I'm sure, feels real bad about Bounty Gate as he's polishing off his Super Bowl ring with the Saints. Maybe that's what they needed. Maybe that group needed that momentum, okay, and to dangle the carrot a little bit to win that Super Bowl. Do the Saint fans care? No, they don't. Does Sean Payton care? No, he doesn't. Does Drew Brees care? No, he doesn't. Maybe if it wasn't for Greg Williams and Bounty Gate, We'd be talking about Drew Brees like people talk about Jim Kelly and Dan Marino, how they can't win the big one, because last time I checked, that's only the time Brees won. So Greg Williams needs to be hired as the Jets' defensive coordinator now. Yesterday, the day before, he should have been hired. That's who we want. That's what this team needs. No nonsense. And if you got Greg Williams and Adam Gase, you got two no-nonsense guys, with a team that now they can put the walk to the talk. Jamal Adams is tired of losing. Well, guess what? Even though Adam Gase doesn't have a great record, Greg Williams has a better track record. They changed the faces. You got no-nonsense guys, because if you could do anything with Adam Gase and everything you're hearing about him, supposedly he's no-nonsense. Gets rid of Landry, gets rid of Ajayi, gets rid of anybody who's not going to do what he wants done. Now, what he's doing, if that's right or wrong, time will tell if he's learned his lessons from Miami, and now he's going to put that in place for New York. But if Jamal Adams is really the Jamal Adams that is a winner, that I think he is, that is throwing tantrums after every loss, then he should be ecstatic that now, despite records, you have two guys who aren't going to take any crap, and that's barring that they do, that they do sign and hire Greg Williams as defense coordinator. That's a no-brainer in my book. No-brainer. So now that time has gone on, and they're going to have the press conference on Monday, the Jets organization, and hopefully the Greg Williams thing gets done before Monday, the Jets organization is coming together for 2019 and going forward. And as much as I wanted McCarthy and 90% of the fan base wanted McCarthy over Gase or anybody else, and McCarthy was the coach with the best track record, the bottom line is this, Adam Gase is our head coach, and we support him. We had our tantrums. We were upset about it, posting stuff on the Drive with Joe Facebook page, posting stuff, texting all the Jet fans, okay, talking to JG Jet, texting everyone. We all felt the same thing once the Adam Gase announcement came down. But you know what? He's our head coach. We wait and see, and we move forward. Sam Donald's happy. If you take him at face value for what he's saying, Jamal Adams is happy. Greg Williams makes this team 8-8 eight and eight next year despite, despite what Adam Gase brings to the table. Greg Williams will have this team 8-8 eight and eight minimum next year if he's defense coordinator as long as we don't piss the money away, the $100 million that everyone's been talking about. 
You have the third overall pick in the draft. I already gave you my pitch for Le'Veon Bell. It's a no-brainer in my book. Le'Veon Bell needs to be a New York Jet. He has to be a New York Jet. Make a few moves in free agency. See if anybody offers Robbie Anderson a deal, a contract, and if we get a second pick, cop it story, we take it. Because Robbie Anderson needs to get the hell out of here, too. I think Robbie Anderson and Adam Gase are going to understand each other. If, if it's true about Gase, Robbie Anderson's a knucklehead. He needs to go. But I said, and the, and the last thing I'm going to leave you with is the whole McCagnan thing. It's very telling to me that for years, with Todd Bowles, we've heard how Bowles reports to Johnson, McCagnan reports to Johnson. Now, this isn't going to change from what Chris Johnson says with the new regime under Adam Gase. But what's very interesting to me is there is such now a, a, a uh, momentum, a, a uh, publicity behind that McCagnan has control of the roster, which I did not hear that as much these past four years. So what that tells me is behind the scenes these last four years, McCagnan has his, had his thoughts, Bulls had his, and ownership would fall with Bulls, and that is why they're in this mess. Because if Bowles and McCagney were on the same page, trust me, McCagney would be gone as well. So that tells me there are a few draft picks. There are a few free agent signings that McCagney would have went the other way with. And the organization and the ownership went with Bowles over McCagney. I am coming to that realization logically. But number one, McCagney still having a job. And number two, now all the publicity and the organization getting out there that McCagney will have control over the roster. They're almost saying it like he's never had it before. Like they're excited that he finally has full control over the roster. Now, if you're going to give him full control over the roster, then the coach should report to him and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the Jets can't do everything right. We know that. So I'm very interested to see how this goes. Very, very interested. Third overall pick, if they keep that, I think they should trade down. If they don't and they keep that, Start looking at Jonah Williams, the tackle from Alabama. It's not sexy. Okay? We know Bosa's going one. You know, Allen's going two. And any of those four, we take them. If not, you'll get the offensive tackle from Alabama where you trade down. We'll talk more about that when the draft comes. We start breaking down these guys on draft day and what's going on. But right now, Adam Gates, our head coach, Greg Williams needs to be our defensive coordinator, and away we go. Let's get this press conference out of the way, and let's look forward to 2019. No matter how mad and pissed off I was an old Jet fan with the Adam Gates thing, we now need to embrace it, okay, because we, we, we root for the laundry. We root for the laundry. And Adam Gates, any mistakes he made in Miami, he has yet to make those in New York. He hasn't coached one game yet in New York. Now, what I don't want to see is I don't want to see any bad timeouts. I don't want to see any penalties. I don't want to see any nonsense. Robbie Anson spinning the ball after every stupid thing. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see bad challenges. We had to deal with that with Bulls. And even after winning 10 games the first year with Bulls, we said, oh, it's a first-time head coach. He's got to learn that. Okay. We, we convinced ourselves of that every time we get a, a first-time head coach. This guy made his bones in Miami. He's made his mistakes over three years. If he's learned from them or not, time will tell. I don't want to see any of that stuff from the jump. No bad timeouts, no bad challenges, no nonsense. Because if that's who he is, I'm fine with that. If he's an arrogant prick, guess who's an arrogant prick? Belichick. Guess who's an arrogant prick? Paul Self. 
That doesn't worry me. I don't care about that. But if it's his way or the highway, it better be seen on Sundays. That's my Jets breakdown for Adam Gase. A long one and needed. Needed to let it all sink in. We root for the laundry. Adam Gase has not done one thing wrong for the New York Jets yet. Keep that in mind, Jet fans. I'll see you later.